Welcome to the shit show. Hello, squirrel friends. So Kate and I are back. We're on track. It's always a good way to start the week. Monday, um, we did it right. We did it right. We got it. We got it together. Um, now, before I talk about anything, there's something that happened um, that I really want to talk about. It happened yesterday. <clears throat> and um, it's really important to me. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the former Miss USA, Chelsea Christ, died this weekend. Um, now, she uh, died Sunday morning. Uh, and she passed away after jumping from a building, a 60 foot built or 60 foot, 60 story building in Manhattan. Jeez. Um, now this girl was 30 years old. So she, in my opinion, was young. Um, she was gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. Um, and she seemed like she had it all together, right? She was a correspondent for Extra. She was living in a very nice, uh, I think it was an apartment. Um, she really seemed like she had it all together, right? But she didn't. And she was struggling. And she felt that the only way out was to take her own life. And as somebody who is a huge mental health advocate. Um, the, it, it sucks that something like this has to happen for people to start going mental health matters. Um, but it's something that everybody can help with. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to the American Suicide Prevention or to write love on her arms, but you can um, volunteer your time with those organizations. Um, the I Got Your Six, uh, but basically, if you want to make a difference with mental health, check on your family and friends that are, that you know are struggling, and check on the ones that you don't know are struggling. Like, just check in with each other, guys. That's all it takes. I mean, I, as a crisis counselor, I have talked to many of individuals who have tried to take their own life, and literally, they have all said the same thing. They felt like no one cared. Even though I can be in your face joking around with you, they could still feel like no one cares. And it's because we don't do that check system. And that's why... Now, I'm not saying that I'm thinking that my grandparents and my mom are going to commit suicide, but that's why I make sure I make time. I make time to contact my family. And I make time to try to talk to my friends. Even if I'm not in the best mental place. And if you are not in the best mental place, reach out to somebody. Reach out to anybody and be like, hey, I need to talk. Because I'm telling you right now, that little voice in your head that's telling you that you're a burden for trying to reach out to someone is full of you're shit. Liar. Absolutely full of shit. And... Your friend would much rather you burden them with their problems, with your problems, than 
them getting the news that you're dead. Okay? I, I can guarantee you, your friends would rather hear your bullshit <laughs> than get a call from your spouse, your mom, your sister, your brother that you that you're dead. Okay? So, and if and if you guys need help finding mental health help because you don't feel like talking to your friends, please let me know and I will send you links to all the mental health organizations that my little brain knows. And if I can't, if I don't know it off the top of my head, I will help you find it. Okay? Because no one deserves to feel like there's no other way out. I've had, I personally have lost too many friends to suicide that I just, I can't imagine not, if they would have called me, if they would have just called me and told me their bullshit, I would have much rather had that than them dying and me having to go to another funeral. So that's, that's all I want to say is that check on your friends, check on your family and make sure that if you have some stuff going on that you reach out to somebody. So I'm hoping that Kate has a good story for us today because I really started this episode out kind of somber. <laughs> hey, it's not about murder. Oh, well, there we go. It's not about murder. We're good. So however you, however you want to look at it that way. All right. So today we're going to be talking about the devil doors of Notre Dame. Okay. I'm sorry. You got to say that again. The what? The devil doors of Notre Dame. The devil doors. I've never heard of this. I, I, and I've been to Notre Dame. How did I not know? I don't know, but so, um, Oh, I've seen those doors. I know. Aren't they cool? They're gorgeous. Um, but go ahead. So Sorry. First, I'm going to talk about what a devil door is. So they are obviously doors found on the north wall of some medieval and older churches in the United Kingdom. They are more like they're pretty common in the historic county of Sussex. Excuse me, where more than 40 extant churches will have one. They do have origins in the early Christian era when pre-Christian worship was still popular and were often merely symbolic structures, although they were sometimes used as genuine entrances. Um, and then before and during the Middle Ages, the north face of a church was considered to, be to belong to the devil, and to people it was considered heathen. Hmm. Churches were invariably built on north or to the north of roads and tracks to ensure that their main entrance was on the south side. And, of course, they liked to build them on pre-Christian sacred sites. Right. Um, such places were still considered sacred by their former worshippers, who would often continue to visit them. The doorway would often be inserted in the heathen north side of the church to allow them to enter and worship on the site. Because of the association of that side with the devil, the name Devil's Door became established. And then, and later, more common purpose, especially in Sussex, was allow the devil to escape the church. A widespread belief in the Middle Ages held that the devil resided in unbaptized children's souls at the baptism the devil would be driven out of the child and had to be able to leave according to a uh, accordingly a door would often be built in the north wall for that purpose 
These doors were often too small to have any real use and were therefore only figurative. Most of the doors that remain have been bricked up and um, supposedly to keep the devil from re-entering. Now, here's oh. my thing about that before you... Yeah, go ahead. That has always confused me in Christian religion. That a child is born into sin and has the devil in them until they're baptized. Like, I've never, I've never understood that at all. Like, how? I don't know how that logic happens. <laughs> like... I get the 75-year-old man that went on a murder spree having the devil in him. Okay. I will concede to that because, you know, evil person. But babies are born with no sin. Nothing. They're just... They are fresh, innocent souls. Purest of the pure. Why would they be considered... I have no idea. That is definitely one thing I've never understood either. I just, I, maybe, you know, anybody watching or listening can, like, tell me, explain that to me. I would appreciate it. But go ahead, yeah, Kate. I'm that would done. be cool. But I'm not sure anybody really knows. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about the particular doors in Notre Dame. So when Notre Dame was being, you know, built and then also re, um, I guess refurbished, I, no, that's not the word. After the fire, they were trying to build it back up. I can't think of the right word, but, um. Remodeled? Yes. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's kind of, it's similar it's to what Monday. I said. Monday. Words real. are hard. I get it. For real though. Um, there was, you know. All sorts of things that they were trying to make it like the most opulent grand thing. And then, of course, the Hunchback of Notre Dame was written to bring awareness to conservation, especially of um, that of the Notre Dame Church, which I don't think a lot of people realize, which is why Victor Hugo actually wrote that book. Fun fact. I didn't know that. And like oh I God. said earlier, I've been there. Well, there you go. That was <laughs> no. why he wrote the book Hunchback of Notre Dame. We all focus on the love story of the poor little deformed man. And it's really about trying to conserve the the Notre Dame church. It's a beautiful church. I mean, again, I am not Christian by any sense of the imagination. No. But, but if you beautiful. ever go to Paris, you have to go see Notre Dame. It is beautiful. It is a beautiful piece of architecture, for sure. Um, so there was a man whose name was Biscornet, is how I'm going to guess it's pronounced, because he's French. <laughs> um, he was a freelance metal worker. He had gained a very good reputation for being one of the best artists with fine craftsmanship. And more people were wanting commissioned pieces for their building. Which, you know, back then it's not like they had social media, so like this was all word of mouth. So he had to be really good. To be able to, to be asked to design something for Notre Dame Church. Um, so he was commissioned by the architect of the of Notre Dame um, to basically mark the cathedral with his finest work. 
He was determined to make his best work and took on the challenge, but um, he thought it would be, you know, simple enough. Craft some doors, make it look great, and, you know, don't screw it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't make it look like crap. Like, fair enough, but I mean, like, this and is a giant don't cathedral. fuck it up. <laughs> so it says he was very obsessed with his work and began to stress himself out. It had to be his finest work, but it was on the finest building in all of, you know, all of Paris. He was working day and night. He needed help, but when everyone else was pretty much mediocre at what they were doing, he he didn't really have any he didn't have any help. He would look and he could not find anybody who could like at least match his skill or even like come sort of close to it. Um and it says this is supposed this is now this is where we kind of get into a uh, little bit of a legend I guess you could say. It says one night there's a knock on his door. The call for help was finally answered, but the man that entered the room only found um Miss Cornet laying on the floor unconscious from overwork, but more likely it was from stress. He lay on the floor um, w next to his already finished piece of work, which were the doors of the cathedral. And, you know, people have seen these still. They're still absolutely gorgeous. Now, because they found him basically almost dead, and then he died shortly after, they say, you know, they, they wonder if he had somehow contracted the devil to help him finish it. Because even modern day ironsmiths cannot figure out how he managed to create such a beautiful masterpiece with the tools that he had in like back in the day. So it says the devil, being who he is, would would have agreed probably to in exchange for his soul. It would be the best and the finest, but more importantly, it would be an entrance at the Church of God. So it's kind of like, you know, they think it's the devil's like F you to God because it's a Church of God. It's the most ornate and beautiful of the time. And so now the doors that open into it were forged by the devil. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys oh, can't. You guys can't see my face on the recording, but I'm telling you, my face has been like that straight line mouth. Like, really? Like, this is such. Come on. Oh, don't don't worry. It gets it gets better. He easily really? died from exhaustion. If he was oh, doing that by himself and then in the time period, they were poor and they the resources weren't that oh. great. He could oh, have know. easily died from exhaustion. Like, but here's what's really funny. Well, I guess it's not funny, but it, it kind of adds more weight to it, I guess. It says, rumors would spread like wire f wildfire and only got worse when the doors wouldn't function. Turns out that no one could figure out how to open the doors to the cathedral. <laughs> All right, that's funny. I know. I'm like, that's great. Like, that's great. Like that. But again, this was the 1300s. So like, yeah, you know, I get why, why they had this whole thing. Oh, yeah, they were very superstitious back then. So it says, nevertheless, grand opening day arrived and cheerful celebration would ensue. Everything's in order. There's a crowd. You know, all the rich people were there. And so was, um, I believe, the Pope. They can't a open the door. ceremony commenced. A priest contracted to bless the cathedral, walked up to the doors, 
prayed and threw holy water on the doors to finalize the blessing. But then, no one could, even though no one had, could figure out how to open the doors, upon throwing the holy water upon them, the doors opened themselves. Because you pushed on them. I could see that, couldn't you? I feel like you just had to push it. You know what this is? You know what this is? So, <laughs> have you ever gone to a store and you go to leave and you go to pull the door and you can't open it? You know why? Because it's a push. <laughs> -uh. <laughs> I know, I just thought it was hilarious. And then, of course, because, you know, this is 1300s, people looked into the name, the meaning of his name, which... Um, bis or by in English means two, and cornet can be derived as horned or horns. So there were people who thought that the two-horned man had been commissioned to create the doors for the Cathedral of Notre Dame must have been the devil himself. You know what this makes me think of? I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep coming up with comedic references for the rest of this. My big fat Greek wedding. The dad, give me a word, any word, and I'll show you the root of that word. It's Greek. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Because <laughs> there's so many different translations for the meanings of names, especially when the origins of those names are all over the place. Oh, yeah. Like... Oi. <laughs> uh, it's just so funny to me. Yeah, like people sit there and talk about this, the devil's door. And I'm like, okay, at least that's kind of interesting. Oh, it's very interesting. Don't get me wrong. I just... I have a hate relationship with... Oh, no, I get it. Trust me. Christianity. I'm learning, um, to, I'm learning to appreciate it, but I... Don't come at me then, with that. And then, you know, though. as any... Any, um... Any, you know, old church or old anything there's always you know the ideas that there's possible hauntings and stuff um yeah, they say I would that, believe you know, that there's so many ghost stories with the supposedly haunted haunted notre dame cathedral and also guys it's not notre dame it's notre it dame me. no Dame. i know no i've said it correctly dame. this whole time but i know somebody's gonna sit there and be like isn't it no no you're fucking no, wrong no it is not but you know what? Okay, I will say, as a person who has walked through that cathedral, you can feel. Oh, one hundred percent. If 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 ever were a place to be haunted, I would believe that place would haunt. Was right, because I mean, like, like I said, like we said, it was it was built back in the thirteen hundreds, and then and after that, it. it got burned down in the fire in the fires of Paris. And when it was rebuilt, I know there were all sorts of accidents and stuff. Like, But when you first walk in through those doors and you're walking down the aisle or whatever, you can feel it. You feel small, if that makes sense. Like when you yeah. walk in, like you feel the pressure in the air and it makes you feel small. Like, And also there's some of the things that have happened in Notre Dame Cathedral was include like the crowning of Henry the sixth of England as King of France in 1431, as well as when uh, Napoleon Bonaparte was crowned emperor in 1804. So like 
This place has seen some stuff. Yeah. And now I couldn't find a ton on this, but I do think it's funny that it says the ghosts of two unknown females are who are frequently spoken of are like the ones that most people think of when they think of the ghosts of Notre Dame. So they say that they have claimed to have seen one or two females walking across the roof of Notre Dame Cathedral, weaving in and out amongst the Gothic architecture and architecture, sorry, and stone gargoyles before suddenly disappearing. Nobody really knows the origin of these mysterious women, but there are rumors suggesting they may have committed suicide by jumping off the roof of the cathedral, which if anybody knows anything about Catholicism and suicide, I feel like that's the ultimate way to like not get into heaven. Well, and another thing too that makes me th- it makes me think of is so a lot of the time Mike um back in that time they would burn witches right. and gypsies in front of the church like you know as a holy background which is right. fucked up but it's true. Which is so weird. <laughs> Um, but that also could be, you know. Yeah. And then some, now back to the doors, some people have claimed to have, um, seen the apparition of, uh, Biscornet, usually sitting in front of the doors he created after making a deal with the devil, you know, supposedly, allegedly. And also others claim that a little homage to Satan appears within the door's design because if you look at the iron swirls on the door, they the swirls look similar to the number 666. And now I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at it. If anything, it looks like a really wonky nine. I I mean, but you have to look. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, you gotta look real hard. But, you know, when they're, when they're trying, they're trying. But yeah, it just kind of cracked me up a little bit. I'm just like, what even? But oh yeah, I guess another thing that kind of pushes towards, you know, the whole, um, oh, it must be doors created by the devil himself is when they had the fire, the doors were pretty much undamaged. You know, just like those paintings that we talked about. Yeah. So just kind of funny, interesting things that I found and. I mean, I find it really interesting that somehow this man can go from being completely revered to all of a sudden because he died from fucking exhaustion. You know, they're going to sit there and say that he had to make a deal with the devil. He can't just be good on his own merits. Which usually, you know, you kind of see things like that with women. Yeah. Like, you know, um, what is it? Like, what do they like to do? Um, when a woman is like, uh, who, who, like birthing coaches and stuff, they used to say that they were like witches and shit. Oh, yep, yep. (laughs) And it's like, I'm sorry, what? You think they're what? Yeah, I don't. Or you know, it's all great, all well and fine when the local medicine woman heals you of your shit, but all of a sudden livestock starts dying and it must be her because she must be a witch oh yeah she must have made a deal with the devil like yeah 
But um, some other devil doors that um, can be found throughout Britain are considered, or like they say that they're there, are St. Margaret's Church in Ditchling, St. Peter's Church in Hamsey, St. Helen's Church in Hangleton, um, All Saints Church in Patcham. I'm going to guess that's how you say that. I'm really sorry if I'm mispronouncing any of these. St. Mary the Blessed Virgin in Sompting and St. Nicholas Church, Nicholas's Church in Worth. So all of those are still in the UK and most of them in the county of Sussex. So if anybody's been to those, I would really love to know like how it felt being around them and like if they have any of the same feelings like Notre Dame does. Because I think that would be really interesting to see if maybe it's just like the legend that kind of gives it that feel. Which I know you didn't have it, but like see if maybe other people have felt that kind of thing. Maybe see if there's any weight to that. Yeah. But yeah, it was a nice little short, sweet moment there, but kind of figured people could use something interesting after uh, we like to go into craziness with our with our murder stories. Me? No. No. <laughs> she doesn't and spend the... hours researching things. Mm-mm. I would and never. Then, you know, message me at like two in the morning. Telling me she she wants to know if I have something. Because she's still researching. Yeah. But hopefully that won't happen this week. I'm 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 putting I'm I'm gonna try. There are a few on my list that could be shorter. Um because like the one that I was thinking of, and Kate already knows, but I'm not gonna say it because we're recording. Uh that's gonna be a rabbit hole of rabbit holes, and so I'm probably not gonna do that one until next week, so that gives me plenty of time to research it, which means it'll be a nice long one. But I think there's a few names on my list that are shorter, so that's probably what I'm gonna try to go for. But um I do like the I do like that you I I do like the hauntings that you that you choose. They're very interesting. Um and I honestly didn't know <laughs> maybe I, I just so don't funny. remember the Notre Dame thing because like I know that I went there because I have pictures to prove it and I remember walking through the cathedral but I don't remember I know it wasn't a guided tour when I went with my mom um, and my aunt and my grandmother but I just some of the details are fuzzy so I might not they might have told us about the devil doors and I just right, don't how, remember how drunk were you? I was 18 I was not drunk um I know I did while we were there, but it was during the day, so I wasn't drunk. Um, but yeah. So if you guys have any, you know, um, stories, suggestions, you can always go to the Hot Mess Witchy Express Instagram. Um, we also have uh, Witchy Pity Mom at Gmail. Um, and then my TikTok is Witchy Pity Mom. Kate's is Anna of the Undead. Um, so you can message either one of us if you have any requests or anything like that. Um, but as I always, I get back to people. It just sometimes it takes me a hot second. That's true. Except for me. Cause she, now she knows I will panic like crazy. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's good to have those friends guys. It is. Uh, as always, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? The amen. All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.